0: Listener Production.
1: Kickpod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickpod, your weekly D&M on the stuff that matters.
0: Hello. hello! I don't
1: even know how to
0: start this anymore. Is it because I've been on a break or because we are in this very fancy new listener studio and we have people watching us? Probably a bit of both. Usually
1: people don't watch us when we do the podcast. (laughs) We've got a producer. We've got Mandy. It's very (laughs) special. I'm feeling very special. I am sweaty though. Are you nervous? Yeah. I feel like we have to be better. (laughs) I'm not sure how yet, though. (laughs) But it's very exciting. We're very excited to be back. Did you have a good break? Yes. I mean,
0: we have a funny break with the podcast because we still continue all other work. So (laughs) I did miss it, though. I feel like it's a lovely outlet during the week. It's a nice
1: time to chat to you, if I'm honest. Like Just one-on-one time with you.
0: (laughs) My bestie. (laughs) No, it's not sad that you think that that's nice. It's sad that it becomes our main catch-up of the week. Yeah, we need to work on that. You didn't work on that. <laughs> anyway, how was your break? You went away with Josh for a romantic night in the
1: city. I did. How was that? It was quite fun. Look, it was very, very nice. And it was really, really nice to have a night away with him. I think it's something that we are going to try and consciously, like we, you and me need to. Um, Which one, do you want to <laughs> have a romantic night away in the city? <laughs> Let's do it. I'd love it. I think we actually... <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. We but would I actually probably like do more than what Josh and I did.
0: Married. Not, we haven't had a ceremony yeah do you feel that yeah I got
1: asked on a podcast the other day who I loved more you or Josh and I couldn't answer the (laughs) question so 100% um I hope you said Josh though just for the podcast no I literally I just didn't answer then they're like don't worry you don't have to answer I was like great (laughs) (laughs) anyway so we're kind of married continue yeah it was really really nice Josh had planned this night in the city and it was on a Friday night we had um Harvey with his nan so he was all looked after and you know me because I was leaving the office we worked late that day And when I was leaving the office, I was most excited about getting a good sleep. And it was just, I was just so excited to have a night off and not have the monitor on next to the bed, but also just to spend some time with Josh. But we got into the city and we're like in the middle of the city, like crowns like across the street. We really could have gone and had a night on the town if we wanted to. And it wasn't raining. Um, It was actually a decent Melbourne night for once. And we just decided, you know what, let's just open up a bottle and stay in. This is really bottle nice. Of Wine. <laughs> Whiskey. Bottle of, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and then after dinner, we ran a bath, which I think baths are one of those things that you're like, this is going to be really special. And then you get in together and it's just uncomfortable. And you, <laughs> all the limbs are going. <laughs> exactly. And we're like, you know, we're long limbed people. And it was probably comfortable for about 10 minutes. And we were like let's like maybe go to bed and it was just so funny cuz i think it was just a reminder of how not how old we're getting i'm i don't think i'm old but it's just funny i reckon if we went on the exact same night out when we were like 22 it would have been a very different night. But we were just so excited to just be alone and like not have the responsibility of being parents. But it was so funny. We got into bed, opened up the laptop, watched an episode of Animal Kingdom at like 9pm and decided to go to bed. You didn't even watch it on the TV. You sat with a laptop. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know. And the place that we were staying, this is the funniest part. I was so looking forward to the sleep. Like that was like, wow, this is going to be the most amazing night because I get to sleep. But Josh was in one of those moods and we've been like together long enough for me to know when he's not going to sleep well. And when he doesn't sleep well, I don't sleep well. And we're completely comfortable to sleep in separate bedrooms. We do it quite often if we know that the other one's not going to sleep well. That's a good for the Daily Mail. They're going to be like, <laughs> Steph and her husband sleep in, sleep separate, in separate rooms. Bedrooms. And there was another bedroom in this apartment. And I decided at probably like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, just because I had my mindset on having good sleep, I'm going to go sleep in the other room. So we had this night out, this beautiful romantic <laughs> night out, didn't actually leave the room and I slept in a separate bedroom. And then the next morning we really showed our age because the one thing that we wanted to do was use the facilities and go in a steam room and a warm indoor pool. Like I... Can I, 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 <laughs> I say, when I saw on your story you were in the pool, I was like...
0: <laughs> I, I know knew. some people so have funny. a thing for pools, but I was like, I could not think of anything worse than going
1: for a swim in an indoor pool in the morning, <laughs> like just a, like a... Uh, what it's just you waddle. Yeah, but I was looking up at the treadmills and I was like, Laura would be up there. Um, but yeah, it was just funny. And I just wonder if like, I know because you and adult, I know you're not parents, but you are very busy individuals. And do you make this night up in your mind or this weekend up in your mind where you're going to do something really special and then it's actually just kind of special to really pull it back and do nothing? Like what is your idea of fun now? Because I feel like I put a bit of a highlight reel out on Instagram and I really should have just shown the people the reality of what we got up to. Well, you're meant to be real. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I have to say my idea of fun is not a warm indoor pool. (laughs) It's not something Dalton and I do often. But I think the worst night, not worst, but when you have this idea of like you're going to have this beautiful date night and Mm. then you are either too tired so you don't go out and then you spend two hours scrolling Netflix. (laughs) And then you don't actually watch anything, and then you have an argument over what we're going to order for dinner because one person wants Vietnamese and the other one wants so Nando's. I know it too well. And then it, it's like nine thirty, and you're like, actually, I'm tired. Yeah. So that
1: is the reality. It is, and it's okay. And I'm it's okay. okay. It.
0: And speaking of that and romance, yeah. I have got a question for you, and I have been saving this for the podcast for like three weeks Good since on it you. happened. Thank you. So Dalton and I, as we know sexy time is just, we don't have a kid, so we don't, it, we don't have that as an excuse, okay. but we're just busy and, and not even it, we're just, I hate the word busy, we're just very tired all the yeah. time, right? You can use both of those so words for you too. it's few and far between, right, yeah. in the household. Yeah. So the other three weeks ago, Dalton started kissing me in a way that I was like, this is a sexy kiss, right? Right. He just ate tzatziki or something revolting.
1: <laughs> those smelly. Oh,
0: stop, like onion, I don't know. And I was like, I could not get out of my head. You have to be in the zone, right? Yeah, you do. I couldn't get in that zone because um. all I could smell was onion. And I was like, I have to stop this. <laughs> so instead of going with the moment, I said, honey, can you go brush your teeth? And then we can
1: continue. <gasps> and I was like, a knife? Is that? Oh my God, is- did he? Did he actually stop? Yeah, because can- he was so desperate to get stopped. Did he get some? Did you really like, give him no, some? because he brushed his teeth and I was like, that's so cute that
0: you want <laughs> to brush your teeth. But I wanted to ask, ask you, have you ever done that? Like, have, would you ever stop a moment because the breath was too bad with Josh? I don't know about breath. Like, I, feel
1: like I can get past breath. Um, but like, if but you my mind's get, so not... So if you just yeah. taste
0: onion, garlic... I mean, I love onion and garlic. No, oh my God. In someone's breath,
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like when someone apologizes for coffee breath. I'm like, okay, I love Josh, coffee. if you're list- oh my god, okay, so you so like kissing really people? No. And I'm just not Is thinking. Is that your fetish? No, but I do get what you're saying in that like your brain has to be into it. So if your mind was on the smelly breath situation, I can understand that you were take a while <laughs> to get into it. But I love that you had to like fully reset. I feel like we would have reset and been like, can you be bothered? Nah. Yeah, but it's been a while. <laughs> Oh it was gosh. like, it was really hot that he went and brushed his teeth for me. I was like, that's cute. Yeah, it's, it's your love, your love language. Access service, literally, him brushing oh his teeth for you to enjoy. That is so funny.
0: Anyway, okay, so Steph loves smelly breath and night no, and she loves coffee, garlic <laughs> and onion, anyway.
1: Okay, now you have got some gig updates for us. I so want to bring that up the next time we see, <laughs> see you I
0: guys. I don't think you have to. I think I'm pretty sure it's on the podcast
1: publicly. <laughs> No, but I want to know like Dalton how Dalton felt. Was he embarrassed? Probably the face palm emoji. Oh no, he wasn't embarrassed. He was like, Are you joking? <laughs> I was like, no, sorry. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. But yes, thank you, Laws. We do have some kick updates and it's pretty exciting. Very, very exciting. Nothing to do with bread. No, it's got nothing to do <laughs> with kissing. bread. Or a night out in the city, even. Um, but you could fit one into a night out in the city. You really could. <laughs> but what we are launching um is the kick minis. What they are a five to ten minute mini workouts, which I am like personally so excited for as a time poor person. Um, But it's just, it's making it easier to make movement into your day, fit movement into your day. And we've got Bar with Kika, Bootcamp with Leo, Hit with Brooke. And to celebrate the launch, we are doing a mini movement challenge. So it's part of our workout and winter challenge. It's the third month. And so basically a part of the challenge is, and which started on Monday, um, is that you can do five to 10 minute workouts every day of the week. Um, actually, throughout the week, Monday to Friday, I'm giving you a bit of a break on the weekend if you want to. People can do whatever they want with they can their bodies do they and they their lives. Want. I mean, the best part about this launch is we are going to put them in the planner as a part of the challenge, but they are also just going to be added to the masterclass bag. So if you want to, you know, go off and try any mini you want to do, you go for it. But it's all about creating healthy habits together. And if you wanted to join in on the challenge and you're not a part of Kick, we actually have a fourteen. A free trial at the moment. So you can head to the app store or um, our website, but we'll pop the link in our show notes.
0: Love it. I'm so excited. It's, mm. You can also, I'm excited to do them when you have no motivation yeah, and you're like, I just need to do five minutes and then see how I feel. And then usually you feel super motivated and then you get into, your, you know, the totally. rest of your workout if you want one or you can just do the five minutes. So it's great. And now for today's episode, Ooh. which is also not about kissing. <laughs> It could be about <laughs> garlic, though. It could be about some food <laughs> It could be, could be <laughs> about garlic. So today we wanted to chat to you about and bring on a very special guest, Wendy Fidali, who is a Melbourne dietitian. And we're going to chat to Wendy today all about the cost of living and how to eat healthy on a budget, because I think there is this kind of misconception mm. that you can't eat healthy if you're on a budget. Exactly yeah. what the title is. And I mean, looking at the petrol prices, like I think I drove past one the other day. It was like $2.40. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. There's obviously inflation, costs are going up, it, especially within the supermarket. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get an expert on to talk about what we can do to eat healthy, but not raise the cost of our supermarket shopping bill every week. One, two, three, four, three. Welcome, Wendy. We are so excited to have you on the Kickpod
1: today. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. I feel like this is going to be such a helpful podcast for so many. So as Laura said, thanks for, for being on. I think we want to start with produce, fresh and frozen. Yeah. I feel like there's this big myth that the nutrients in frozen foods isn't up to the standards of fresh. And I would love for you to myth bust that if possible, but is it true that like it's 50% cheaper to go frozen over fresh most of the time on most products? It would depend
2: where you got your fresh produce from. So mm-hmm. if you're shopping at a market, you can you know, sometimes get things really cheap. Mm-hmm. But when you compare it to the standard prices at the supermarket at the moment, then yes, that would be the case. And potentially even for some, it would be even more than that. For so some, are just crazy. Like capsicums were like $17 a I kilo or something the other day. So yeah. Yeah. So it, it definitely can be a great way to save money. And I guess in terms of it being a less nutritious option, yeah, the good news is is that actually is a myth. And basically, there are a few different things that can affect the amount of nutrients in a food. And one of the things that does result in nutrient losses is certainly processing, so things Mm. like chopping and that sort of thing. And so there are going to be some losses with your frozen foods, but really, you're going to be doing the same things to the vegetables when you get them home anyway. But another thing that results in nutrient losses is just sort of the time from picking and that sort of standing time. And the good news with frozen vegetables is that they're snap frozen very quickly. And so that seals in a lot of the vitamins and minerals that would otherwise have big losses in. And it's kind of, you know, we we talk about fresh vegetables. A lot of them are not sort of particularly fresh in Mm. that they've been picked a long time ago. Maybe they've been sitting there in storage for a long time. So they're going to have losses there as well. And now that's not to say that, you know, you shouldn't eat your fresh veggies from the supermarket. They're still great. But what lots of, well, there have been a few studies that have shown us that actually when it comes to frozen and fresh vegetables, they actually end up with a similar amount of nutrients.
1: And it's so good because I think it's something that I've been trying to be a little bit more mindful of as well with buying frozen over fresh Especially during winter, like I'm, I'm making so many winter warming kind of soups or yeah. um, big dishes that the vegetables end up getting like completely cooked through anyway, so they don't need to feel super like crunchy or fresh like a salad. And so I've tried to make the most of Frozen. And I think I'm also one of those people who are guilty and it's something I'm working on, but <laughs> I'm guilty of shopping ahead with this idea in my mind that I'm going to be really good and cook dinner every night <laughs> the <best> Version of <laughs> and you know, yeah. plan ahead my kick meals. But then by the end of the week, because I might've had a night that I worked late or we might've had a friend like, let's yeah. go get takeaway or something. Other things pop up and then food goes to waste in the fridge because I bought fresh and expected myself to do something with it. Yeah. Whereas if I buy more frozen veggies for those kind of winter warming things, then it's okay if they sit in the freezer I can use
2: them the next week. Exactly. And for those times as well, when you're super busy, the other benefit of frozen vegetables is that they're already prepped for you. So it makes you much less likely to be like, oh, stuff it, I'm just going to call Uber Eats tonight. You can just trust them and they're ready to go. So yeah, definitely lots of benefit. And I usually encourage my clients to... Even if you think that, you know, you're not going to use them, just having them in the freezer just so that they're there if you need it, it can just be sort of a good backup too.
0: And I think that makes it so much easier because I feel like with healthy eating, one of the biggest barriers is like, if you, if you I know, when I'm on a Sunday, when I'm being the best version of myself, and I go and <laughs> buy all of these veggies and things and, and then I say, you know, I'll buy a pumpkin, for example, and I'll just put that in the fridge, like a half pumpkin, and then I'll get home from work and I'll be like, Wow. Well, I can't look at that pumpkin and be like, okay, this, I'm going to make this and I have to, you have to chop it. And it's just like so much, it's just like the effort is, it is a lot of effort. And I think when it comes to eating healthy, one of the best things for us to do is take away as many barriers as possible. So then when we do go to the fridge, we're really, really tired and we're like, oh, we want to cook tonight something healthy for ourselves. And, you know, a home-cooked meal is always better than takeaway anyway. Mm. Obviously, sometimes takeaway, you're really tired and that's absolutely fine. But on the other nights, knowing that I've got those frozen veg, they're... I'm thinking of beans like it takes a long time <laughs> to chop fresh I beans hate like oh, beans. M- yes. oh my <laughs> god ends up all the so beans exactly. but it's already done for you in the thing and you just pour it in the thing and it, I just think it's such a good thing to do in terms of taking those barriers away for yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that frozen veggies are great for. It just takes out their their effort and it's just easy and quick, which is what we need sometimes.
0: A hundred percent. And then I suppose meal prep as well is something that, first of all, meal prepping is, again, when sometimes on Sundays when we are feeling really motivated, it's mm. good to use that motivation to prep for <laughs> yeah. dinner. And I find too with meal prepping, it enables us to be able to, uh, first of all, saving money because if you make a big batch of something, you're buying just in ingredients for, yeah, in bulk, you're buying ingredients just for that meal. And then it's kind of, you know, you could get three dinners out of it, which is fantastic. What what are your tips when it comes to to meal prepping? Yeah. So
2: I think the most important thing is starting a step back with the meal planning. True. Because so, how are
0: you going to, how are you going pre- yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> if you haven't planned?
2: Yeah. So thinking ahead to, what meals you want to make that week. And sort of if we're, you know, we're talking about making it cost-effective here. So another benefit of that meal planning is having a look at what you actually already have rather than going out and feeling like you need to buy a whole set of new ingredients. So that's going to already save you money, but also having the opportunity to look ahead of what your week's going to look like. And it's like, okay, you know, Tuesday, I'm going to be working late. So I want that to be like a leftovers or something out of the freezer or something that's super quick. Wednesday, I'm going to have a little bit longer. So I think that step is the most important part. And then when it comes to meal prepping, I think that's a really individual thing. So for a lot of my clients, some of them are really happy to prep sort of full meals. And then, you know, we're doing things like curries and casseroles and those sorts of things that will last longer. But for a lot of people, even just ingredient prepping can be a super helpful tip because a lot of people don't have that time or really the inclination to spend their Sunday making full meals. But if you do just little steps that are going to make your week a little bit easier, so like cooking up a big batch of quinoa, which is, you know, really inexpensive to buy, or freka and things like that, or, you know, basmati rice, even less expensive, and then um, you've got that ready to just add to your meals in the week. It can just, yeah, make it a little bit easier. So it sort of depends what your personality is like. If you're for prepping meals, then that's excellent. And if you're not, just do what you can to make life easier during the week.
0: I love that. And I mean, that's kind of like our approach to everything at Kick. It's like you do what works for you. And for some people it will. Because I think when it comes to meal prepping, some people might be like, it's just not for me. I hate it. I don't want to eat yeah. chicken from the four days ago and, yeah. you know, repeat my dinners. But... I think it's good to instead of taking the approach of okay, it's not for me. I'm just going to have to work out what I'm going to eat every night. It's like putting some steps in place to help. And I think something that I'm I can't eat the same dinner four nights in a row. I just yeah. I, I don't know. It's just I'm not an extreme meal prepper. But something that we've also been doing at home is when we get we get a seasonal fruit and veg box, which is yeah. actually cheap from the market. That's it's much cheaper because it's, you know whatever when we eat seasonally, mm-hmm. it's it's more um, affordable. For sure. But sometimes there are some super miscellaneous pieces of vegetables in there, right? <laughs> yeah. So what we do is, and then you put them in the fridge, and I put them in these, bat. These they're not biodegradable because you just reuse them. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not plastic. Like a silicon... Are they the silicon ones? It's, that's, it's more soft. Anyway, I it's reusable bags. but because the bags are white, I can't see what they are. So what uh, we were finding was we were getting to, you know, sometimes I'm pulling out this eggplant that had gone blue. It actually went so moldy. It went yeah, bad, very one. bad, very, very bad. Anyway, so what we now do is we write what we have in the fridge and we put it like on a piece of paper in the kitchen. And then we know when we, we also try and plan our meals, but then we know, oh, tonight we plan to have, I don't know, a curry and we don't feel like it, we feel like something fresh, we can just see what we have and I feel like yeah. that helps as well. That's really That's good. Yeah, it's idea. pretty random, it. but it
1: did Yeah. Has <laughs> that been working for you? Yeah, it does. It's great. Awesome. <laughs> it's like a little challenge, like who can come up with a recipe to yeah, make the like, leak? Like like <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: And And then in terms of saving money, because we we did a survey with with our kit community and we found that 35% of them felt that they couldn't eat healthy because of budget reasons. And in some ways, absolutely, like buying ready-made healthy food, Mm. kind of pre-made ones is very expensive if you go for a healthy option compared to, you know, buying a meat pie or something like that. That might be $2 and then a curry that's been made that's got really, really good ingredients might be $20. So there's absolutely a big difference between those two. But I think there's also some things that we can do. And and hopefully you can share with us, apart from eating frozen over fresh, which I think is such a good tip, how we can still eat healthy without, obviously, right now with inflation and the cost of living is going up and the cost of like milk has gone up. There's so many things that have increased. What are your tips or your message on, I suppose, eating healthy on on a budget and if it's possible?
2: Yeah. So I think... You're right. There's no denying that the cost of everything has gone up. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's, you know, super affordable to eat Mm. healthy. It's everything is, is not super affordable at the moment. But that being said, you know, it might be that occasionally we're going for things like meat pies, but often we're, you know, ordering full meals from Uber Eats and spending like 25 bucks on a serve, which when you compare that to like, I think of the dinner that I made last night, I did a lentil dal and that would have been like a couple of bucks per serve. So It definitely is possible to eat healthily on a budget. Part of it is sort of coming back to those first steps of planning your meal. But then also certainly making food yourself is going to be a lot less expensive than, you know, you can go out and buy a $12 smoothie or you can make it at home and it's going to be a lot cheaper that way. But also thinking about the types of foods that you're using and sort of what is driving the cost up. So it can be simple things like, You know, if a recipe that you're using is asking for capsicums and they're, you know, $16 a kilo, then making switches and using other vegetables that are less expensive on the day in their place. But also thinking about things like the types of protein sources that you're using because often that is what's really driving up the cost of our dishes. Mm -hmm. So things like meat and chicken, you know, depending on the cuts that you're using can be super expensive and fish as well. Whereas if you're making more plant-based dishes, with things like tofu and lentils and beans. They are super cheap and they're also things that we should all be eating a lot more of from a, a nutrition point of view anyway.
1: Speaking of plant-based options versus meat, we actually had a kick community member send in a question about this. Hey guys, I'm not vegan, but I know that good quality meat can be so expensive, so I just want to know if there's anything that's just as high in iron as red meat that I can use as a substitute.
2: Yes, that is an Excellent question. And I have to say for a lot of my clients, one of our goals is that we're actually trying to reduce their red meat intake. Um, and a lot of us should be, it's not that we need to go plant-based, but it is something that we don't need to be having huge amounts of it anyway. And it certainly is, is, can be more on the expensive side, but it is a good source of well-absorbed iron. Um, however, there are lots of other foods that do provide iron, And that can be a lot more affordable. So we certainly do get iron from plant-based foods. And so things like beans and lentils and legumes are a good source of iron, tofu and tempeh. Also, we've got vegetables like dark leafy greens, nuts and seeds and whole grains. Um, In terms of being as high in iron as red meat, look, on paper, some of them will look like they've got a similar amount of iron, But the thing with those plant-based foods is that they're not absorbed quite as well as the animal-based iron sources. However, there's lots that we can do to actually increase the amount of iron that we absorb from them. So they're still really excellent to use. And one of the things that you can do is every time you're having your plant-based iron sources is to pair them with a vitamin C rich food. So your citrus fruits are one that most people know, but like broccoli, tomatoes, strawberries, capsicums. So that's an easy tip. And then as well as those plant-based sources, there are other animal-based sources of iron that will be less expensive as well. So for example, sardines, that's something that I'm always trying to get people to eat because they're so nutritious. But they're super high in iron, almost the equivalent of red meat, and they're super cheap. So you can get them tinned or you can get them fresh, and they're a great source. And I guess sort of the other thing to think of when it comes to iron is that Even with red meat, it contains like sort of three milligrams of iron, whereas for, you know, if you're a woman who's getting your period, you need 18 milligrams a day. So even if you were eating red meat at every meal, which I wouldn't suggest, you're still not going to be meeting your needs. So it is about including all of those different iron-rich foods throughout your meals, getting lots of those plant-based sources in, doing what we can to increase the absorption as well. I feel
1: like I, I learn something every time we do a podcast and I just love it. I didn't have any idea about the whole vitamin C pairing with an iron-rich food, making it easy to absorb. So thank you. That's yeah, so perfect. that's for the plant-based ones that
2: it really helps. And then the other thing is if you pair your plant-based sources with your animal-based sources, that also increases it. So like if you are having meat but you wanted to use less meat, So like say you're doing a bolognese with some beef mince, you can cut down the amount of beef that you're using, put some lentils in, and then the meat's going to help you absorb more iron from the lentils anyway.
1: So we've spoken a little bit about meal prep, but what about quick kind of snacky options? We actually have a question from another KIT community member that's come in. I want to know what food traps to avoid, like when you think something's healthy and it's not. So what are some quick and easy foods that you can grab on the go
0: that are good for you, but also not too expensive?
2: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. And often, you know, there's so many marketing health claims and so many different foods that are not sort of necessarily the best for us. So a lot of processed snack foods and they'll just have the word protein on them and sort of can trick us into thinking they're the best option But a lot of the time, still sort of basing your snacks around whole foods, it can still be convenient and it's going to make it a whole lot more affordable as well. So even things like, you know, a banana and a handful of nuts and seeds or things like Greek yogurt with some fruit and some seeds, um, you know, apple or banana slices with some nut butter um, is a good option. Things like whole grain crackers, so like not super trendy, but things like raviators. Oh, yeah. um, you're
0: talking to someone <laughs> who is a rye. big fan yeah, of raviators. I love. have to say, and it's it's actually like, I just my favorite food in the world. Maybe not in the world, maybe in <laughs> Melbourne. That's
1: a big call. <laughs> the most commonly consumed food in the yeah, world.
0: Th- my favorite lunch is Rivita crackers with, and they also when they they come in packs, you can. Like yeah, individual packs the individual in the pack, packs, so it's yeah. easy to bring to work. Avocado, tuna on the ravitas and it.
1: Is Steph she looks. Sits it. There at We're desk so different with, with what we like. <laughs> For you, ravitas is not so much a vibe, right? I mean, no, Ravitas is fine, but I want like Vegemite on it or something. Yeah. Not tuna from a kid. <laughs> tuna, tuna, not tuna, 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 tuna. tuna, tuna. Anyway, but uh,
0: Steph looks. at me like you are crazy, and I'm like, you don't understand. Like this, it's got the crunch, it's got the yeah. avocado, and this. Oh my god, it's my favorite. So yes, I am a fan. <laughs>
2: I love it. Yeah, no that that sounds ideal, and they are like they're super versatile. So you can put if you're not into the tin fish, <laughs> 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 yeah, chuck some cheese and vegemite on
1: it. <laughs> you're not a tinned fish. No, I can you're be, not. but I just I don't know. I need more. You're flavor. more of a sardine. No, no. You know what's no, funny? You brought you. up sardines because when I was um when I got through the the feeding Harvey stage because my son's 14 months old. But there was so much about feeding your baby sardines. And I, I haven't yet, but I really should, shouldn't I? They're pretty good. Do you know what? So that was one of my, my daughter's now four
2: and a half, but, and she still loves sardines, but it's probably one of the first things that I gave her and she loved them. Like, Okay. I like sardines, so it was a lot easier for me. Mm. What I find can be helpful, and I even use these like with some of my adult Adults. clients. <laughs>
0: yeah, because everybody is Great. And
2: you don't need to eat sardines. They can just be handy. <laughs> but um, sardine fritters. Oh, okay. So, like grating zucchini and like you do it with egg. You put a little bit of flour in there and you can yep. put any veggies that you like with it um, and then mash the sardines in there. And you can do it with either fresh or um, tin sardines is fine. And it just makes them a bit less. Sardini, I guess.
1: <laughs> I'm going to well, try
0: it. I it. sometimes, like, you, like, he's got a lovely meal that so you make for him and you put all this Don't effort. you dare pick on my meal planning for photo, my son. Harvey is eating liver with no seasoning. Like, obviously, he he's has no seasoning. He's a baby. Weird. But I'm like, Steph, I can't come over and you feed me liver. Like, <laughs> <a
1: serving. laughs> I put more effort in meal liver, planning and prepping he can his food than meals. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I know, but it's that it's the, I have to handle it. Whereas, like, yeah. I'm I'm English in my blood, so I grew up eating chicken liver. I'm fine with the chicken yeah, liver. Right. Yeah, right.
2: Interesting. And that can be an, <laughs> an affordable and super nutrient-dense food. There are some, you know, like pregnant women shouldn't be having huge amounts of liver, but otherwise, that
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. uh, is there anything else you want to say about liver or sardines? No. <laughs> can we move
1: on? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up.
0: <laughs> so... Last question we have for you is yeah. around supplements. So supplements are expensive. Obviously, they're something that ideally, I suppose, we we probably don't want to be taking them because we're getting enough nutrients within our diet, but I know that's not always possible. So are there any particular ones that you think are really, really important that maybe we don't have enough of and they can make a really big impact? Yeah. So
2: it's a real sort of case-by-case case mm. thing with supplements. Um. I am. I'm definitely a food first dietitian, so I would rather that you know we can get most of our nutrition from food, and we know that for most sort of nutrients, they're absorbed better and our body can use them better in the context of food because a lot of them sort of work in synergy with other nutrients or other components in the food. However, there are certain people who will need to be supplementing different things, and so for example, in my work, I work um, a lot with women who are trying to conceive or who are pregnant. Um, who have things like polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so for all of those groups, there are particular supplements that we will look at using. And particularly for women, and I know sort of in terms of the age group of um, your listeners, in terms of women who are sort of thinking of trying to conceive, there are a couple of nutrients that it's actually recommended that we should all be supplementing with in Australia because we know that we don't get enough from our diet for various reasons. And so folate and iodine are two of those. But then also on top of that, it sort of depends on your diet. And now for various reasons and whether it's, you know, ethical reasons and I don't want to eat any animal products um, or whether it's, you know, allergies or religious reasons or whatever, there are certain nutrients that we just won't be getting enough from food. So for example, if you're on a plant-based diet, it is important that you're supplementing with vitamin B12. Um, If you don't eat any fish and seafood, it's probably a good idea to take an omega-3 supplement. Um, And then, you know, if your blood levels are low, so if you have a vitamin D deficiency, you're going to need a supplement for that. Mm. However, there are now just so many general supplements on the market um, and unless sort of you have a specific need for those nutrients, most of the time it is just a waste of your hard-earned money. Um, and supplements sort of beyond a need are are really unnecessary. And and in some cases can be harmful. There are certain things that certain nutrients that we can have too much of. Mm. So if you don't sort of have any particular reason to be taking it, save your money, spend your money on, you know, your vegetables. Frozen peas. peas. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so good to chat to you. I've learned so much. Mm, I think you have too, sir, have you? No, and our our community will get so much from it, so we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. So we hope you enjoyed that conversation. You can check out more from Wendy and book appointments with her through her website, wendyfidelidietitian.com.au. And we also picked out some budget-friendly, plant-friendly, vegan kick recipes you if you would like to try them that are both under $5 per serve. So firstly, the easy vegan pasta salad, which serves three, total costs of $14 or $4.60 per serve. These prices are based on shopping at the supermarket. So if you did go to a market, probably would be cheaper. And the couscous and veggie bowl, which serves four, total cost of $11.30. And that one is $2.80 per serve. And they're both delicious. They are. They're very delicious. Now, Lois, before we
1: wrap up, do you have a
0: special share for the week? Yes. Uh, one of my very special friends, good friends, Tiff, sent me a podcast that I... You know when you forget about a podcast that you loved mm. and then you're re- reminded of it. So I've gone to listen to like five of their episodes and it's with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach and it is their podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. Mm. There's a lot of amazing episodes, but the one that I went back and loved and listened to was the
1: one with Natalie Portman. mm have you listened to Natalie Portman Munch? No, I haven't. When you mentioned this to me the other day, I was like, you know what? I haven't ever heard her in an interview or anything. I've only ever seen her on movies, so I'm absolutely going to listen to it. She lived up to every expectation
0: I oh, had. That's good, and that's isn't exactly it? what I thought. And it was just, it was such a beautiful conversation on women's leadership. There was, it's around 32-minute markers really I loved it. I listened to it three times around people pleasing around gender stereotypes. it was It is such
1: a good conversation. I just, I highly recommend. I you shared it. a few of those podcasts with me. The Reese Witherspoon one was really good. I'm like thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, but that's that's a good one. Thanks, Liz. Do you have one? I do, yeah. So mine's uh, a Netflix show, the David Letterman, who's amazing, like literally one of the best interviewers in the world um, and hilarious. But his show, My Next Guest... Uh, needs No Introduction. There's been a few seasons of it. Um, it's not new or anything. I I was just very late that's to the okay. party. It's not like you have to have a new... It's no, not like, no, well, That's the thing. But kind I mean like someone's really like, yeah, I watched it like four <laughs> years ago. Um, No, so it's just really incredible because he speaks to very, very famous people and he speaks to them so rawly and they all open up and you learn so much about their childhood and I just find that really fascinating it's like that's why I was nodding, nodding along when you said you listened to Natalie Portman and she lived up to her expectations because I think it's really nice when you you see someone on a screen or you see them performing and then you get to actually get to know them on another level. Like I really recommend Billie Eilish's interview. Um, Tina Fey's was good because I've never really seen her speak on an interview about personal stuff. Like she's a comedian and she's hilarious, one of the funniest women in the world. Um, so that was really interesting. And then he's like interviewed Kanye, Will Smith, like Kim Kardashian, this really, really interesting Conversations on there. And actually, Jay Z's was really interesting too. I had no idea about his upbringing. So, just the whole series. You really like it. You really, (laughs) really like it. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm making my way through. Love it. Thank you for the recommendation. Oh, you're so welcome. And that's it from us today, guys. We will be back in your ears next week. I'll be back in your ears on Monday with the lovely Ash Pollard. I'm very excited to share this episode with you. And then, obviously, Lawson and I will be back. Every Wednesday. Wait,
0: just uh, hopefully we pass this. This is our first episode. Of oh, listeners. what, you so think they're going to kick us out? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we pass. We're, if we're back next week. we Don't pass. put that out there in the
1: universe. It's, well, it's already, it's recorded. <laughs> so, is
0: that worse?
1: <laughs> and as always, you can find us on social media at Keep It Cleaner, at Steph Claire Smith, and at Laura. Oh my God, I put your name, my name first. That's fine. That's a bit rude of me, no, isn't it's it? No, it's fine. At uh, Laura. Fine. Sure. <laughs> and a reminder that we've got a 14-day free trial at the moment so you can head to our website keepercleaner.com or you can find us in the app store
0: bye